We are tonight's entertainment. You can't handle the truth. The fire rises. Pizza time. You're a wizard, Harry. So it be. You know how much I sacrifice? You think that's air you're breathing? Groovy. I don't have friends. I got family. We Services. Hi, Parth. Hey, Trent. How are you? Good. How are you? You're looking well. You're looking well yourself. Um, we have a film podcast. We have a film podcast, and we saw each other very recently in sure. person. In in no in real life compared to now, which is not real. Yeah. Um. But when I saw you yesterday, I was about to see Killers of the Flower Moon. But when I see you today. You're maybe going to see Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, I'm theoretically going to see the very long movie um, two hours from now. Parth has informed me, since I've switched from Dolby to IMAX, that the seats will be less comfortable. And for such a marathon, that kind of upsets me. But but also I'm Trent has my... stated that he's very tired, and I said that maybe it would be a good thing not to be in super comfortable seats because he would inevitably fall asleep. Yeah, which I do during most movies. Remember Even when you fell asleep ma- during Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning? Yeah, oh, the movie that we were invited to a very prestigious press screening I, for? I, I'm sure they don't, they don't mind. Um, but, well, the only reason I find I, I'm bringing this up is... That that I was knocked out cold during the premiere of their film. Not <laughs> well, the premiere, well, but well, during a very early Well, before release. the premiere. Isn't that interesting? Um, but, um, no, I, the reason Think I bring it up that. is because it was it's funny because that movie's... I guess most notable sequence is the train sequence, which everybody's like gaga for. Um, mm-hmm. and well, I woke up right before that. I was well, that's, awoken that's by what, sounds of trains. Well, that's what's funny to me is that you were asleep and then you were, <gasps> and then the train crashed. <laughs> I was like, wow, how perfect. Well, I was, I was very sentient for that part. Given that that's sort of the main thing people wanted to talk about after the movie, mm. I was prepared. But a train crash uh, would be else. what this episode would be if I didn't ask you what, ask you what you'd been eating most recently yeah yeah um good work saw that um i had a bowl of lucky charms went grocery shopping last night feeling like a feeling like a contributing member to society what about you um this is gonna be kind of ethnic for you for you white people um so hopefully so hopefully you'll still like um be my friend i've banned all of our white listeners oh really (laughs) One by one, I've plucked them out. I guess that explains our listenership. Ooh, um, go! <clears throat> listen to the episode, guys. <laughs> um, but um, no matter no matter who you are, what you are, where you hail from, we well, come in peace and entertainment. So, what have you been eating? Um, so, there's an Indian snack called kurkure, which is essentially if like you were to take the like what it, what Cheetos are. But without oh, the cheese, sure. like, instead of cheese powder on it, it's, like, spicy mm-hmm. powder. Oh, okay. So, yeah. sort of like a flaming Hot Cheeto. Yeah. But, but I mean, the taste is just not like that. But, but it's the, that, that is the, the, the sort of the, cru- the yeah. crunchiness, like, the shape. Are yeah, they, like, yes. little, like, little zigzags, like, little yeah. lightning bolts? Well, they're not lightning bolts. But they're, they're more shaped like normal Cheetos than they are flaming Hot Cheetos. Well, yeah. Che- but, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, want to know what else is cool? Um, don't tell me you're going to say the intro. It's having nice, compact episodes where we don't waste any of the listeners' time. Oh, wow. Um, 
And with that being said, <laughs> no, not um, bow. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies each week. We talk about a film and hopefully have a crew member of that film and talk with us about their experience working on the picture. This week we had Nick Matthews in part three of our interview. And Trent, I have to say, in the last few episodes that we've been doing intros for, you've you've really picked up the slack in terms of doing the welcome backs. Um, I feel like that used to be a solely Parth endeavor, and now it's it's like like 70 30 you know what i mean every time i do it i make a point to look at your face because you're like beaming with excitement and i can i attribute it to the fact that you're pleasantly surprised that i can remember it well the the remembering it the thing is like i remember it obviously because i just do it all the time but um and also i i think i wrote that like at the very yeah back in 2020 it's like secondhand smoking. I'm just like near it so much that it's like I've I've gotten the cancer too. For those interested, Jackson Clark just texted me cracker. So just just wanted to put that out there. That doesn't apply to either of you. No. I mean it applies to well, me. It, it per- applies to him half. I'm pissed off about it, mm. but just not enough to Thank God you banned our white listeners so that they won't feel upset. Yeah. Yeah. It's all it's a safe space. That's that's what um, we call bringing back something from the beginning of the episode but the one other white person than me who's oh, allowed whoa. to come party whoa. is our guest this week cinematographer <laughs> nick matthews that's that's trent blowing away the competition with his transition skills thank you but this is the epic finale to our conversation yeah, it's, it's we're get, we're running towards the second half of our month of saw running towards the finish line Ooh. Ooh. My Parth, remember how I was going to cut off my arm a little bit mm-hmm. each oh, week? Oh, wow. He's it's really remembering are, everything. Well, I'm a sentient human, you know. Um, but, but I feel like my, we enter into a trance-like state when we record, and I think I, I generally can remember a lot of times, but a lot of times when you exit that trance-like state, you're like, I could have said literally anything. I have no idea what just happened. You know what I'm I mean? I'm like, I just, I'm just like I just need to change my shirt. Oh to a different well, shirt. Trent, I've had to, the amount of like times I've had to change after like an important interview, and I've been like, this is this is disgusting. Um, but uh, one of those such interviews was our interview with Nick Matthews, where I was sweating up a storm. Yes, yeah, such a prestigious guest that my body can't help but produce moisture to try to cool myself down to keep. I hope my Nick Matthews com- listens to this and is thoroughly to keep my composure. Because he thoroughly disgusted me with Saw X. Um, he talks, but in a good, in a good, productive, yes, yeah. in, intended way, in, disgust. In Parth, bring it back to get, ooh, hold it ooh, together. Ooh. Um, and in this episode, because Trent, two hours ago, I edited this interview, this part of the interview. Dang! Right? Wow. Parth, good, good stuff. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. What does he talk about? He talks about what he took away from the movie. He talks about his favorite shot in the movie. Or he doesn't give Favorite his, kill? Yeah. Favorite kill was last episode. Um, last oh. episode, he gives that. So if you haven't listened to the first two parts, I'd really recommend you do that because I don't really know why you're joining in at part three. 
Yeah, we don't even know what you're doing here if you haven't done your homework. But if 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 leaving here means you never come back, then just stay here. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that's the alternative, then then we then we'll come, we're willing to compromise. But we've been recording for eight minutes um, as of right now, unedited. Um, so Trent, do you think we should just cue the interview? Parts, there's like a 1920s projectionist, and he just like bursts wait, wait, into wait, wait, the room. Bring your, bring your mic to it. Bring your mic to it. I want to hear it. Excuse me, sir. Can I play a film? So, uh, as we sort of start to wrap things up, um, what would you say is the single biggest lesson uh, or, or takeaway you took from this film that um, sort of as you go forward uh, in your career, you know, you'll you'll call back to that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I, I think I learned so much on this movie. I, I learned so much on every movie. I, but this movie I learned, I think I took some ideas that I'd had about playing with color and what I like to think of as like three-dimensional space. So like color separation. So you're thinking background, mid-ground, foreground. And like, because I was doing more area lighting, I think um, that was like really fun and new and unique. And I never had that many lights on a digital console before to be able to play. So I really want to be able to do more of that where it's like a bit of DJing with the lights where I have a little, a lot of control. I sort of do one huge build and then I'm doing minimal tweaks within. That'd be one lesson. I think a second thing I, I would take is, um, I don't, yeah, there's so much. I mean, in one, in some senses, it's like, it's, you're only as good as the crew you have. I had amazing crew. We had amazing people on this. They brought great people to me. I try to treat the people I work with very well. I, I think of them as my team and my collaborators, not as, you know, they're not, um, they're in service of the story, but they're there because they do great work. And I try to empower the people that I work with. Um, and that's not a new lesson. That's just something to always carry forward. I think one of the big things I actually stayed awake late at night most about was I really struggled with how to light Amanda and John because they're 20 years older. And like, I knew that people might not call it out for Tobin Bell because of the sort of gendered politics of the industry, but they would call it out for Shawnee Smith. And, you know, we all age and our facial structure changes, our bodies change, our looks change. And it was a big conversation about, do we try to de-age? Do we try? And I was like, well, the Irishman feels like a deep fake, weird, uncanny valley thing. And I didn't, we were never going to have the money to do that for the entirety of the film. So part of choosing the filters we did, part of choosing the lenses we did, that was in mind as well as trying to get back to the look of the early films. But one of the things I ended up, you know, every time I went into sort of make the lighting feel more cosmetic or make it feel more glamorous or make it feel more shaped on like Amanda or John, once we've gotten out of this kind of beautiful opening, you know, he thinks he's going to be healed and into shit's hitting the fan we're brutal like you know people are sweaty and mucky and whatever um it just felt wrong when i would clean it up and so there's lighting in this movie that i would never normally put an actress through like hard down lights double shadows but it just felt right for saw and it felt you know so i think trusting your instincts knowing when to break the rules i think that's a lesson 
that I'm constantly learning. And every movie has its own unique visual style. Like I don't want to do this look on everything, you know, and I, I did a movie right after I shot saw that was a complete pivot. Um, you know, we shot on Hawk anamorphics. We shot uh, very beautiful, like all like very crude esque you know, erotic thriller sort of images. So I think, and, it, and I, there's not a, I think there's two sm- small sequences in that film that are handheld versus saw, which once we hit the traps, there's a lot of handheld and intercut with techno crane and other kinds of movement. So, um, yeah, I just learned so much. I mean, you learn so much being away on the road. You learn so much about yourself and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a thing to be in another country for, you know, months. Um, I think I was there for almost four months combined. And, um, you know, I lost a dog while I was there. I, it's just like, there's a lot of, it's just a lot of life left. And so it's also learning what are the rituals and habits that I need in my life to stay sane, to stay healthy, to stay happy while taking on this big, exciting and, you know, joy filled, um, experience. So I don't know. I'm just going to keep learning. Uh, but that's a couple lessons I took away from this. That's a good Trent, way to look do you think, away. Do you think it's oh, time? Oh, uh, Parthams, I had one more before the big question. Oh, yeah, yeah, go. go I'm ahead. sorry, I had one more. We, we have the no, big Kahuna final well. question, but I just want to sneak one in because we have the cinematographer here, so I have to ask. Yeah, what's please. what's your favorite shot in the movie? Um, And j- j- just, yeah, the ball rolling one that I love is like the mounted shot behind like the tricycle of the jigsaw puppet, like with all like the, the, the things moving on like the little medical table. Yeah, so if that... I mean, that's a hilarious shot. (laughs) That was a shot... I don't remember... Like, Kevin and I talked about it, and I can't remember who came up with it, but we were like, oh, it would be so fun to just have, like, you know, these, like, medical supplies kind of, like, bouncing. So we... um, Because the way in Mexico, the... It's designed differently in terms of how the crew breakdown happens. So all my grip and electric team is underneath my gaffer. And so Nacho Sanchez was his name. And Nacho basically built the thing out of speed rail and then we wheeled it around and it was pretty fun. Um, that was really fun and entertaining. I think, I don't know what my favorite shot in the movie is. Um, it's a good question though. I mean, I guess, I don't know. That's really, really tough for me. Um, or just one you're proud of if you, yeah, I, mean, can't think I guess when I, I'm, I'm really proud of like, well, for instance, the ending shot of the, film before it cuts to the credits that's like we had we shot that on day i think we shot that on day two of the production and so that was a big test of like are we going to be able to pull this off are we going to be able to do these kinds of shots because that's that's a jib on like a 20 foot pipe you know piece of pipe and then we have um we have dolly track that the dolly is on and then we have a um you know a stabilized head on the end of that and so this it's a push through and then we had actually we had a 20k on a condor out which is the sun you see in the background of that shot um and if you look closely you'll notice the the shadows don't all quite line up but because of where the actual sun was to ours and we added a flare in post just to make it more dramatic um but i think it's not necessarily my favorite shot in the movie but it's the amount of work it took to expose like we had Two, we had two M90s going, a 20K, you know, and all these lights just to build up the interior before they open the doors. So enough that it's not all black to the exterior. 
Um, that was fun to pull off. I think, um, yeah, I think that's when I go to, I do think like some of the like circular dolly track, uh, stuff that we did, like in the reveal of Parker Sears and, um, Cecilia, when they realize, Oh fuck, we've been found out. How did this happen? They've never done that in a Saw movie before. It's always been in the traps, not in a reveal of like information, but I love that like 360 sort of stuff we did. And like, I remember asking the production designer, Hey, I'm going to need like 50 spinners, like emergency lights. And he was like 50. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like when the emergency look happens, like there's going to be, I want their like red light spinning everywhere. And so, you know, I wanted it to be a big transition. And so that became kind of a budgetary conversation, but we still made it happen. And then we got on set and turned them on and they all were squeaking. <laughs> like, and so we're like, going to have to ADR this stuff, which we, but then we realized like after like two days of shooting where we had like, we were like, ah, oh, God damn it. This is going to mess with like the sound. We actually realized that if they, they greased the spinners, like, and they actually made no sound. And so the art department went and they like greased all of those lights. Um, and then they sounded great. So yeah, those are, I guess those are a couple of favorites, but you had me really thinking about it. Cause I, I also really love the way that like, there's a scene on the back of the porch where like, he's kind of like, I have a few hobbies. Uh, and you know, like we did shoot that at sunset. I used one light, um, just to bring them up. And like, it is like a really beautiful, like three quarters, like Rembrandt kind of quality to the, like the way John looks in that scene that I just really love as well. So, and you know, it's a Tobin Bell movie and you know, shooting his face. I mean, what a great face, right? Yes. You're like, Oh my God. What was he? I, I, I mean, I guess now I'm asking another question, but uh, yeah. how, how cool was Tobin Bell? Cause he seems like, so awesome. Yeah. Like I would say that Tobin Bell is like, I spent, this is a man who's in his eighties. This is a man who, you know, has, is you'll see him j- doing a jig. You'll see him dancing. He'll, he comes on set on his days off in order to talk through what the movie is and what the character is in order to understand the layout of the place. Tobin waited for me after we were on the same flight home from Mexico and Tobin waited for me and like, you know, gave me his number and then asked me what I thought of what we just made. And I told him like, Tobin, I think we just made the best movie and it's because of you and because of Kevin. And like, you know, I think the best of the franchise is what I said. And I was like, and I, you know, he's very kind. He's considerate. He's passionate. He's just, he's everything you would hope for and want out of an actor. Um, you know, it actually makes me weirdly. It makes me think of, so the last shot we did of the very first block of shooting was also very difficult to do. And it's the final shot of the movie, which is the like twist in on the, like that trap. And that was a big conversation for Kevin and I, because there, we knew there was this post credit sequence. That was a night where it's like Tobin's schedule meant that like we were trying not to shoot any night scenes with Tobin because, um, I hope when I'm in my eighties, I don't have to do overnight shoots either. And Tobin was still very gracious and stayed. There were nights where we kept him till 10 or 11 and like, but we tried not to do any of these like 2 AM, 5 AM wraps, you know? And so we were in the thick of it. It was late. It was a late night, you know, and we were shooting in the original saw bathroom, which we rebuilt um, for this movie. And we only did the walls. You see, we didn't do all the walls. And, um, because we had to do that big jib shot where we push in and then it spins in onto the trap. But that was a really stressful shot because it was the last shot of the day. 
It was the last shot of the movie. And we really wanted, I really was like, we cannot end because one of the conversations had been, let's cut, you know, let's end the movie on John saying, I'd like to play a game. And then it cuts. And I'm like, that would be such a letdown to see that there's a trap and to like not end on a trap. And I'm like, I even wanted more blood and more, you know, all of that. But instead, um, we ended up designing it. Basically, we put a jib on a, you know, a dolly and then we had a fly head on that or Scorpio head on that. And we ended up doing this push in. But because the way that you have to do it, you basically have to line up everything perfectly. So we did it twice and the camera was just up and down. And we couldn't find the trap as the like central point of the frame. Um, and you really can't do it in post because it just doesn't, it wouldn't feel or look the same because even though I actually shot this movie, I shot the movie, I've shot four, three to capture the whole sensor. And then we had one, eight, five crop. So we did have a little on the top and bottom, but that shot, we ended up, we got it on the third take and they were going to pull the plug on us. Like they were just like, guys, we can't keep these actors here. Like you've got to, like, we're going to cut this shot if you don't get it. But thank God we like got it. Cause it's such a fun over the top way to end. <laughs> so yeah, that definitely was fun. Probably think it's time for the big kahuna final question. I, I think it, we finally reached it. <laughs> is it me or is it you? I, I think it's you. So the big kahuna final question um, we asked this to all our guests is uh, what's the last great film you watched as a viewer and yeah, not a, a, yeah. a creator, yeah, not as a, a creator? Question. Well, I'm going to say that I'm expect there's, I'm going to say a movie I'm expecting to really like that. My friend oh. Orrin Soffer shot. Um, I'm going to go watch the creator tonight. We spoke with Orrin Soffer. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Oren's great. Um, really just like a generous, kind person. And he's been very supportive in my career. And I'm really happy for him. And um, I'm, I just like cannot wait to watch The Creator. And I've been looking forward to it. So I'm going to go watch that in IMAX tonight. And then, um, but in terms of movies that I watched recently, I've mostly been rewatching stuff, if I'm being honest. I haven't been yeah, watching it can be a, rewatch, a lot uh, of new material. Well. I'm trying to think back to what. I guess um, it's a good question. I'm I'm actually struggling with mostly because I've gone brain dead on what movies I've watched of late. Um, I went to a really great screening of Possession. I will say mm. that that's really stuck with me. I love that movie. It's like graphic and weird, and there's such a that feels like a movie you couldn't make today. Like. There, you know, the director was going through a divorce, and I think some of his like hatred for his wife, and like his, uh, I feel like that movie would be a good pairing with The Brood, because The Brood is also a very like spiteful divorce, uh, body horror, magical realist movie with like a creature. So, yeah, I would say that I've been I've also been rewatching like some Dario Argento, so I just rewatched Deep Red, which is like not a like it is a wildly messy movie but it's got some great stuff in it like there's like a two minute shot that comes up over this house like drifts across and like yeah i mean argento has some really exciting and fun stuff um yeah it sounds like i need to go to the movies more (laughs) uh but yeah but i mean speaking of what's in the theaters um saw 10 um is in theaters and uh i saw it trent saw it and the listeners should go see it if they haven't already 
Yeah, we loved a, it. It's a theater movie. Yes. Oh, um, it's a. Uh, yeah, I, I've never yeah. given the saw. I've only ever watched a saw movie on like a small TV in someone's living room with people maybe talking over it. But yeah, this really it, it's a disturbing. For, you know, but <laughs> sir, good disturbing. Yeah, but it's awesome. But thank you so much, Nick Matthews, uh, DP of the film uh, Saw X. Go see it in a theater near you. And uh, thank you so much for being with us here today. Thanks so much, guys. Parth, congrats, buddy. We did it. Well, we could we, we completed. Yeah, yeah we, you, we completed our interview with Nick Matthews. Um, yes, our three-part interview. If you can, our esteemed it. guest. Yep. If you've managed to listen to all three parts, thank you. Yes, appreciate that. We do. Hope you learn. Hope you learned something about Saw X or Saw Ten. I would be shocked or... if someone listening to this didn't learn a single thing. It it would be it, like two or you know like an hour and a half worth of content. I mean that would really speak volumes about us if we couldn't contribute a single factoid in that time. The only person that could reasonably say they didn't learn anything was our guest Nick Matthews, whom we are very happy to have had on. He's very nice. Is he very just best- generous with his time? He, he bestowed all the information. He was so exactly. busy giving that he couldn't take such a generous guy. That's like when he applies to jobs, um, and they're like, "What are your weaknesses?" And he's like, "Too generous." I'm, I'm too nice. Mm. It's crip. It's crippling. But but the crazy thing about Nick Matthews is that it's all true, because um, he was very cool and nice and generous with us. Um, and another thing that's crippling is try, trying to survive a saw trap. <gasps> Whoa! You know, because if you survive, you're like permanently crippled. Yeah. Um, but all Do you ever think about the quality of, of saying, life Saw's victims, Jigsaw's victims have? I think about how sometimes the offenses of the people do not seem that heinous. And then Jigsaw's like, I'm gonna make you cut out your eyeballs. I'm pretty sure in the third movie, um, a father whose child died and he's depressed over this. And sure, he's too may- depressed. Um, and Jigsaw's like, you're not appreciating your life. And so he puts him through a bunch of saw traps. In the first film, isn't it just like there's a paid private investigator who's like doing his job and like following someone around, like taking pictures, and then he's like tortured? Isn't that like the, I don't, one of the guys I don't in the remember bathroom? If that's a, I don't remember that. I mean, maybe they all kind of blend together, but I do know that the, in one of them, one of the cops is like supposed to be finding Jigsaw because he's committing crimes and mm-hmm. Jigsaw's like he is now my next true victim and he's like you are too obsessed with your job and like <laughs> what yeah well at least Jigsaw like hates the police like we Whoa. do well I think Saw 7 <laughs> he like um, kills a bunch of skinheads so oh fuck that's racism yeah <laughs> but he I also annihilates Jigsaw... his white audience Jigsaw would be so much more sympathetic if he, with more consistency, killed people mm. who committed great, greater offenses. Well, I yeah. love, I don't remember in what, mo- maybe it's in this movie, but he's like, murder is distasteful. It's so funny when he says that. <sighs> Anyways, um, 
if if we we've had a lot of fun on this episode and the last two episodes, but does the yeah, fun let's try continue? To, let's try to, oh, I was just gonna say let's try to turn the fun down. But if you're trying to keep the fun level cranked, then I think that leads us to our discussion. Wait, is that even true? That is that is the is, the hope, the hope of many. Uh, we've been put we've been putting off a lot of discussions, <laughs> Parth. Yes, I'm sure of anyone you're aware of this fact. Trent, you remember that um spreadsheet that I used that I like abandoned for a while? I I pulled it out again to like reorganize our thoughts and like schedule and everything. And um we have three discussions to get through. Um so next week ideally we are going to be discussing Saw X, hopefully with a special guest. Um that if you are an avid listener of this month of Saw, you will have heard in the interview her name. Correct. Um, if, Correct. If if we are able to make scheduling work, she will help us go through Saw t- uh, Saw Ten, or sorry Saw X, and then after that, it's either going to be Bottoms or the Creator. We're not sure yet because we don't know. You know, maybe whatever's available. I believe Bottoms is available to 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 rent. I was just at Walmart and Barbie's already on Blu-ray Parth. Anything's possible. Whoa. Um. But yes, yeah, so next week you can look forward to our Saw X discussion. If not that, we promise we'll have something interesting for you. Um, and Trent, where can they listen Pardon. to these episodes? Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, question mark. Correct. Uh, or, frankly, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to uh, follow us on social media, you can go check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we post updates, fun photos, fun photoshops that I do. NBD. It's literally no big deal. Um, it doesn't sound like a big deal. That's a little um, bit of a big it, deal. And if you've come this far, feel free to give us a five-star review on your streaming platform of choice. Parth, you remember that? I do. Remember that? Old? Wow. Mm, it's important. Trent's on the ball. I thought I would be dealing a little bit with sleepy Trent because Trent told me I'm just waking up before we were doing the, the recording. But Trent's like alert. He's firing. Locked in. He's firing on all cylinders. I'm about to watch a three and a half hour film. I gotta. I'm shadow boxing Ooh. for everyone at home. Oh, oh, okay. All right. I think it's time we let the listeners off the hook. We've bored them enough. Uh, bye, Parth. Bye, Trent. Bye, humble listener. Enjoy enjoy the rest of your day.